What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another edition of the Andy Up Podcast here on the Sawdust Podcast Network, a fantasy alarm podcast with some members of your family. It's me, Justin Fetsterman, along with podcast regular host, Adam Ronis. What's up, Ronis? You don't get enough time with me as it is, so now you get to spend some bonus time with me. That's what we call a bonus Ronis right there, or Ronis bonus, whatever the hell you call it. Yeah, it's a Ronis bonus. Get it correct. <laughs> yeah, it is unfortunate. More time with you. Let's get this over with quickly. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's talk <laughs> waivers. Thank you very I feel so loved here on the Solidus Podcast Network here. Let's talk about waivers, Ronis, because that's what it's about. On to the next week here with week five in the books, focusing on week six. We should all be prepared schedules are getting shifted right and left COVID this COVID that but we continue to trudge along Ronis and let's start with the quarterback position a lot of people lost Dak Prescott and with that they need a replacement maybe they don't get Andy Dalton maybe maybe they don't bid enough maybe he's not available but let's just say they're looking for a stream option and I'm talking about leagues specifically that start just one quarterback no two quarterbacks starting no super flex who are some of these streamers, Ronis, that you're looking at for week six? Yeah, Andy Dalton's obviously going to be a hot pickup this week, and he should be. He's not going to replicate what Dak Prescott did. The offensive line has a lot of injuries, both tackles out for the year, but he's got a lot of weapons, and he's one of the more good backups across the leagues. So the defense continues to be bad, so he'll throw a bit. So he will be costly, especially in super flex leagues, but I think uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is someone that could still be on the waiver wire. I know some people picked him up a couple weeks ago against Seattle, and he didn't have a great game. And then they probably dropped him because he was going against the 49ers. And the 49ers defense is not what it once was. And Fitzpatrick tore them up. Uh, And this week he goes up against the Jets. And (laughs) we know how bad the Jets have been this year, even though for some reason I was looking at their fantasy points against quarterbacks. They're not that – low but still i mean they they've given up multiple touchdowns to josh allen you know garoppolo just didn't put up a lot of yards they face phil rivers they face brett ripon that's why and kyla murray had 380 against them only one passing touchdown but he did rush for a score uh but you can move the ball in the jets offense so ryan fitzpatrick is certainly someone that you could stream this week Kirk cousins could still be out there he goes up against atlanta this week and we know how bad atlanta has been defensively and Thielen has had a great year. Jefferson's coming on, and there's another player on that team that we'll discuss maybe later on in the waiver wire as well. Ooh, nice uh, tease. Yeah, I like the tease, <laughs> ladies. Uh, so there <laughs> so there we go with that. So I think those are the quarterbacks that you could uh, stream this week. I mean, Rodas, unless I – because you always say I don't listen to anything you say, so you can tell yeah. me if that once again was the case. But Gardner Minshew as well. What about him I going think, up against Detroit? Uh, yeah, he would be at the top. I have to think he's owned in a lot of leagues by now. So I would... I'm seeing that he is still available in 49% of Yahoo leagues, which, look, I know it takes account 18, 10-team leagues, but just for a general assessment, he is still available in almost half the leagues. Yeah, which to me is a lot. Like, I mean, 50% of leagues, I usually don't want to put someone in the waiver wire, but, you know, we're here talking. Look, he's passed at least 300 yards in three of his five games. He's got multiple touchdown passes in four or five games. He runs a little bit. So, yeah, uh, now we'll see what the status is of DJ Chark because we already saw one game without DJ Chark against Miami, and the offense just did not look good. So uh, that's something to keep an eye on. 
That is. We will continue going over position by position. Some waiver targets for all of you. But first, let's check in and get a word from our sponsors. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> Adam Ronis, Justin Fetzerman here talking waiver wire with all of you on the Any Up podcast here on the Sawdust Podcast Network. Ronis, let's get on to the running back spot because the hardest player to judge when it comes to how much to spend, if he's available, Alexander Madison. Now, this is a player, Ronis, who, if you ask me without looking at percentages owned on some of these sites, how much he'd be owned, I'd say it'd be the overwhelming majority but Ronis, and I was looking at some of the sites, I was seeing his ownership percentage in the 40s, meaning he's still out there. So I have to ask you this. Dalvin Cook, I mean, early reports indicate that he's going to play, but if Madison's out there and you need a running back, even with Dalvin Cook at this point trending towards playing, how much are you looking to invest on this guy? Because there is a little bit of risk there despite Cook's previous health issues. Yeah, I don't think he plays. And there was a report from an athletic beat writer who covers a team that said he's unlikely to play this week with them having a bye in week seven. So I don't think he plays this week. Again, that's not official. If you have Dalvin Cook, you should have had Alexander Madison already. And any competitive league, Madison is owned. You could give me these percentages all you want, but in most competitive leagues, he's owned. He was drafted in the ninth, tenth round. But if he is available, yeah, you pick him up. How much to bid all depends on your situation. You know, there are teams that are one and four that might have Alvin Kamara on by and don't have other good running backs. You need a win this week. So you might have to go heavy. You what might would not be, have, what would be heavy in terms I, of, I, it depends. Again, I don't know people's budgets, understood. you know, it's 20, 30, 40%. I mean, it varies, you know, each individual team. I've always said the hardest thing to tell people in fantasy is fab. Can I, can I put it, can I put you in a situation and you give me a, you give me an answer. Or at least, yeah. you don't have to give me an exact answer. You could give me a range, Ronas. I know how hard it is. There are a lot of different leagues and styles out there. So I'm going to just give you a situation. I am one in four, and I have Alvin Kamara, and I really don't have that go-to second running back. I lost all the running backs to injuries and whatnot, bye weeks. So I'm essentially in the spot where I need to start thinking about going for broke on the waiver wire to save my season before I lose any kind of footing that I have on being competitive. 
Yeah, then I would spend it. What are you saving it for? You could be one in five, one in six, and then what? It's useless. So yeah. I would spend and make sure I get that guy in the lineup this week because if he does start, he's going to be a top 10 running back. Let's talk about another running back here that could still be out there. We've talked about this a lot on our Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Alarm After Hours. Rotus, which during game days, Monday, Thursdays, you hear at midnight Eastern, the rest of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, 1 a.m. Eastern. Rotus, we have to talk about Chase Edmonds. I started him everywhere, and I knew that there was a chance that Drake in this matchup could score, but I felt comfortable enough to at least give it a go with him. Now, with Drake, again, he got in the box, but Chase Edmonds, if he's still out there, do you think that long-term, this guy has some standalone value? Yeah, uh, he, the, the snaps are drawing closer each week. He's looked better. He's more involved in the passing game. He scored a touchdown on his first touch against the Jets. Drake is still getting more touches, but Edmonds looks better. So, especially with bye weeks coming up and the state of the running back position, I think I had Edmonds ranked right around 32 last week. So, in a lot of situations, people are going to start him. So, I have Edmonds in a lot of leagues. I didn't start him anywhere. In the three leagues I have Drake, I also have Edmonds. So, it's getting closer for me each and every week. It's hard to rank Edmonds ahead of Drake because you project Drake for more touches. That's the way it's been. But Edmonds is more involved in the passing game. So uh, I think you can start him, especially with the bye weeks coming up. Four teams on bye this week. And he's got a couple of good matchups, too, coming up. He's got Dallas in the Monday night game, and then he's got Seattle before his bye. I like that for this Arizona run game. Yeah, uh, he's got to be owned. I mean, I've been saying it for weeks. I mean, I was drafting him, so he should be on your roster by now. Yes, and then the, one of the big reasons why I have him on a lot of my teams, and I only have one share of Drake, but I have probably six or seven Edmonds shares, and that is because of Ronas. He said, look, when you're in your drafts, you're going to be looking for that running back depth that you can get in rounds 9 to 12, and that's where Chase Edmonds was, and I liked him from what we saw, what little we saw, liked him and the power that he brings, so boom, there you go, and I've lost some running backs, and I've had some underperformers, so that's been saving my took us a little bit let's just say jd mckissick ronis for those that don't want to be big spenders but still need a running back even a temporary one week band-aid i mean we saw gibson and how gibson's becoming more active in the passing game also mckissick too so do you think he has some short-term standalone value yeah definitely it's pretty much gibson and McKissick right now and we're seeing McKissick actually play quite a bit McKissick has actually played more snaps than Gibson this year the target share McKissick has a 14.6 percent target share Gibson's at 9.9 percent so uh, they're using McKissick quite a bit in the passing game and you can plug him in and in a PPR get maybe 10 points and you know what at the running back position right now you'll take that so yes definitely uh, McKissick and um and PPR leagues for sure. Yeah, and you don't you're not gonna have to spend that much for him. I mean, I'm wondering for Justin Jackson, I got him for eleven dollars, and I was shocked about that. I'm wondering if you're gonna even have to pay that much for McKissick Ronus. I mean, maybe because the running back pool is getting lighter and lighter and lighter because of all these injuries that it might cost you a little bit more. And especially those who, like you said, Ronus could be at the situation where they have to go for broke and they have to get somebody in there to try to get them that 10 points and to save their season this is the week to do it man 
Yeah, I actually got Jackson in a couple leagues last week too. I think like 11 bucks, 13 bucks. I was kind of surprised. I was like, wow. And that's why I always say put in these bids. You never know. And uh, when I was breaking down Jackson and Dearness Johnson last week, this is what I look for. When I'm picking up running backs, who has the quickest path to be a potential lead back? And I didn't see it with Dearness Johnson. He was never going to pass Kareem Hunt. Justin Jackson had the opportunity to surpass Josh Kelly. Number one, Kelly's a rookie, and Kelly also fumbled in two straight games. Now, it was kind of even throughout the game, but as it got close late on Monday night, you saw Jackson most of the way. And um, Jackson played 42 snaps, 25 for Kelly, and Jackson did look better. He looked quicker, a little bit more explosiveness. So doesn't mean Jackson's going to be the guy the rest of the way. They will definitely keep Kelly in the mix. Uh, but Jackson certainly looks uh, like the guy that you kind of have to rank higher at this point uh, in that backfield. He's still out there, by by the way. I'm seeing on sites that he's still out there in a good amount of leagues, over 50% of leagues. So here's the thing, though, Ronas. Kind of like with Robert Tanyan, Justin Jackson's on a bye for week six. So it's hard to pick up somebody that you're not going to start. But then after he comes back from that bye, Jacksonville, Denver, Raiders, Miami, and the Jets. Pretty yeah, favorable schedule, man. Look, he should be owned. We don't know when Eckler is going to return. Uh, but there might be some teams that are just in a bad spot. But there are other some teams that don't have any buys this week. And you can't afford to pick Jackson up. So he should have been added last week. If he wasn't and you need running back help, you add him. If you're one in four, it's a little bit more difficult. You need a win this week. But... If you have the ability, you add him he if he's still out there. He outperformed Joshua Kelly, round one to Justin Jackson. Let's talk about the darling of week five, and that is Chase Claypool, Ronus, because I feel that everybody's going to be spending a lot of money on Chase Claypool, where the one caution I have is where do we stand regarding Deontay Johnson? Because I think that's going to impact his future, Claypool's future. So how are you attacking Chase Claypool, if at all? It might be too expensive for you. Yeah, it probably will be. Uh, I know he's probably available in at least a couple leagues that I play in. I think the ones with 20 roster spots, he's probably not. But I'll put in a bit, but it's not going to be a lot. I think you never want to spend a lot of money on wide receivers off the waiver wire unless it's like early in the year and like you see, oh, they're going to have a big role like DJ Chark last year, Terry McLaurin, because we kind of see it. Even Justin Jefferson, right? He had that big two good weeks in a row. And then last week he was quiet. That's going to happen with wide receivers. Now with Jefferson, I see it more because he's starting and there's not a lot of competition. Where in Pittsburgh there is. You still have Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Eric Ebron, James Washington. Now, we can all watch that game, and not even just that game. Claypool was making plays all season. That opening night game against the Giants, he made a great play on the sideline. So he deserves more touches. It doesn't mean the team will give him those touches. So there's going to be inconsistency. It was great to see him have that four-touchdown game. Uh, but it doesn't sound like the Deontay Johnson injury is that serious. So, yeah, you want to add him if you can, but I'm not spending 25 30% of my budget. And I'm not maybe, maybe it backfires and it turns out to be wrong, but I think it's a little bit much right now. Uh, you really want to spend, and again, every situation is different depending on your team roster, but usually if you're going to spend that big money, you want it to be on a running back. Yeah, I agree with you 150%. What about Travis Fulgham? 
at this point, Rodas. I mean, I I just don't want to be in with the Eagles receivers at this point. I just don't know what to expect. I feel like this is going to be another player that is going to be obnoxiously spent on. And he's only, what, had two productive games and the one double-digit targets game. I mean, Ronas, I'm not really turned on by Travis Fogum, are you? I think he's pretty good. Now, the the biggest problem is that they will get Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey back soon, and then several weeks Jalen Rager after that. But we know those guys can't stay healthy. So uh, I, I think maybe there's a chance that he also stays in the lineup. Maybe they move him to the slot. So, yeah, I'd put in bids for him if I was desperate for a wide receiver. But is that going to cost us 15 to 20% of our budget? That's the I problem. don't know if it will. It depends on the league. I don't know if he's going to go that high. Right. I mean, I'm wondering because, hey, look, people are going to be chasing Claypool. And I know you saw a little bit more out of Claypool, like you mentioned. So the proof is there a little bit more than Fogum. But just watch the spending with him as well. This is a guy I'm spending on. He's still out there. LaVisca Chenault. With DJ Chark hurt, he could be out, he could be in. I don't care. Those targets are trending up with Chenault. And soon enough, Ronis, they're hitting double digits. And it's going to happen consistently for the rest of the season. And I don't know if he's going to completely dust Keelan Cole. But I think those targets are going to start or continue rather to trend his way. That's a player that I'm more comfortable spending 15 to 20% of my budget on. Well, I drafted him in many leagues. I can't believe he's still out there, but I guess in some shallow leagues he is. Yeah, he would be the top ad. I mean, he looks good. Uh, even with, even if DJ Chark was healthy, I'd still want him. I've started him in a couple leagues over the last couple weeks, uh, and he's been productive. They haven't been using him as much in the run game lately. They were getting him some touches early on, but we've seen the targets go up each and every week, and this is a team that's going to be playing from behind and passing a lot. So, yeah, Chanel definitely over all those guys. Oh, I love him so much, and I have him on a rookie keeper deal too, and it's only going to get better. Nice. Rodas, any tight ends that you think we should keep an eye out on the waiver wire? Because that has been a hellacious position to track in 2020. Real quick, if Mike Williams is out there on the waiver wire, get him. Good call. Um, no, I know they're on a buy. Call. They're on a buy in week six. Uh, and Keenan Allen has a back issue. We don't know if he'll miss time. But Justin Herbert certainly upgrades this offense. And anyone who's listened to me over the last couple of years, and I know I've said it on Alarm After Hours on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, I love Mike Williams. I've always said I kind of want to see him on a different team to play with a, a better quarterback. And I going into the year, the reason why I didn't draft him after drafting him all over the last two years was I was worried about this offense because what if they stick with Taylor for half the year? How would Herbert be? Because I don't think anyone felt Herbert would be this good this quick. So I kind of was off the Chargers offense. I got Keenan Allen in one league, and that's only because it was one of my last drafts. And it was I had picked 12. It was the 5-6 turn. And I'm like, man, Keenan Allen is really here you know what? What if I'm wrong? Let me take a shot. And I didn't love any of the receivers. Uh, that worked out. But I don't have any Mike Williams this year. But Herbert's looked great. And you saw the catches Herb, uh, Williams made on Monday night. This He's a stud. I've said it for years. And We've seen uh, what happens when Keenan Allen is out of the mix there. It's, I, don't even care. I don't even care about that. If Keenan Allen plays, I still like Mike Williams. Herbert's taking chances. You know, we didn't see it with Mike Williams the first time, but he took shots downfield. He has a big arm. So even if Keenan Allen's healthy, I still think Mike Williams should be rostered. They don't have a ton of wide receivers that command the football. It's going to be Allen, Williams, and Henry. So if Williams is out there, add him. Uh, If Henry Ruggs is out there, get him. I know he might have been dropped as well. Uh, As far as the tight ends, uh, I think you can 
Irv Smith, uh, he was probably dropped in a lot of leagues. He was someone that people were looking at as a second tight end, and we just didn't see him involved in the offense at all. And we were all sitting there puzzled, like, what's going on? We finally saw some Irv Smith uh, against the Seahawks, and he was involved a lot more. I think he played about uh, 72%. Uh, he ran a route on 72.7% of the team's pass plays. So that's a really good sign. And they have a great matchup this week against Atlanta. So uh, I don't know if this will continue, but he had four for 64 on five targets. He only had six targets going into this game, but we all know the talent that he has. So if you're looking for another tight end, maybe you don't start him this week, or maybe you have a bye week issue. Yeah, well, the problem is it's almost like if you pick up Irv Smith after this week, he's got a bye coming up. So if you don't start him this week, you're keeping him essentially on the bench. Doesn't matter. Two weeks. Tight end's a hard position to fill, man. Oh, I, I just mean, wanted to make sure that you knew that. I mean, that's because yeah, that's, no, that's I, how I what people care. are going to see. And they're like, oh, well, why pick this guy up in a good matchup, not start him, and then wait the two weeks? So, no, I'm I mean, glad what, that you said what, that. What if you have Hayden Hurst, right? I mean, he's done nothing. He has done nothing, he has done nothing an answer, right? He has Tyler done Higby. nothing. Tyler Higby's done nothing. I mean, there are people searching for answers. you got to kind of take a shot here. So, Irv Smith's one. Cameron Brake could be another. Uh, did have a touchdown. I know there's still Gronkowski there. Uh, and maybe one of the Houston tight ends. Last week it was Fells, but Jordan Akins was out with a concussion. So, And Trey Burton. You know, Trey Burton, for some reason, they're having him be the pass-catching tight end. I don't know why they're not using Mo Cox. I think he's really good, but they're not. And Trey Burton's uh, been getting the targets the last couple weeks. And again, nothing exciting, but... You know, he could get your four or five catches. So that's what we're kind of doing. Uh, we're, we're getting desperate at the tight end position. And if you don't have that one top starter, you're kind of searching for answers. So those are just a couple of potential options in deeper formats if you're trying to get that second tight end or if you're playing matchups with two different tight ends. This is where we're at with the tight end position. Five weeks into the season. Get ready. It's a wild ride. It's pretty much Space Mountain at this point because we're all just floating through this position trying to land on someone good, even if it's temporary relief at this point. He is Adam Ronis. I am Justin Fensterman. Go to FantasyAlarm.com. Get all the info to always dominate. This is the Andy Up Podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. We always dominate. No other option. We just win. We just win.